0: Hey, did you find yourself in a rut? Have you started something and haven't finished it? Maybe it's part of the threefold strong thing. Maybe you started the physical activity and now you're not doing it. Maybe you started memory and you're not working on it. Maybe you're starting that spiritual journey and it's fallen off. So stay tuned and we'll talk about how to get out of the rut.
1: This is the Created to Be podcast with Bill Anders.
0: You really understand the gospel.
1: It is, it is the
0: freest.
1: where we help you discover the threefold strong. Being strong physically, mentally, and spiritually. There's really no strings attached. And now your host, Bill Anderson.
0: Hey, welcome to Created to Be Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Anderson, and today we're gonna talk about the rut. The rut. And we've got somebody who's, who's found himself in a rut and is trying hard to get out of it and fighting so hard. And who is that person? That person is me. Yes, I know. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not the super super superhero that most people think that I am. I too can get in a rut, and I've been in a rut for about a month. Wouldn't you say, Josh?
1: Yeah, it's it's been there. There was some things that popped up during a training session, mm-hmm. and you had that look on your face, like you were kind of beaten up a little bit. We've all seen that. I've all had that that, that defeat feeling, and you know, an injury injury showed up, and. Yeah, there was a time there I was texting you and trying to reach out, and you weren't getting back to me. And I was like, "Oh boy, I hope he's okay." Yeah,
0: Bill's crawled into a hole, and uh, he he found it comfortable in that hole, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, what he's talking about is we were we were training. And uh, we were working with wrestling. And I've got kind of bad knees to begin with. I've always had bad knees. They haven't taken care of them uh, through you know, being an electrician, going around on my knees all the time from mm. the time when I was a small kid, uh, learning how to ride a dirt bike first and not really developing the mm. knee power from pedaling a bicycle. Um, and went into a little small stint of bull riding. That didn't help my you, knee. You, you bull rode? Uh, not very well. I got thrown, I think, almost... 99.9% of the time. <laughs> okay. Keep going. I got to, we'll come back to this. <laughs> <laughs> I but, come back um, this, but there was a time where I was in the shoot with a bull and he slammed up against the, the, the chute there and, and really just killed my knee. And I literally just fell off the bull on that one. But, um, from that to, you know, having my knee pop out when I was in high school doing a Taekwondo class. <sighs> and it's just, I've had struggles with my knees my whole entire life. In fact, you know, I've always been able to overhead press almost as much as I can squat. That's how weak my legs are. So, um, it's 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 kind of a thing. So, we were wrestling as part of our training, and I don't know what happened. A little bit of uh, weight or whatever was on the outside or inside. I don't know what happened, but something didn't feel right, and it was so bad that I couldn't even hardly put my shoe on. It was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And this is about a month before we went to our level two ids Mm -hmm. and level two ids is ground fighting grappling Mm -hmm. against the wall in the corner against you know standing up by the wall and so i was really spooked i was really spooked because here i am hurt and um going into another instructor training which is you know i got this little joke about myself and i don't know if i'm kind of bringing it on myself or not but it's like every time i go into a instructor test i go in hurt whether it's a shoulder or a knee or a back um, I did my level one CROV instructor, uh, with a back surgery scheduled, a discectomy. And, uh, really it was, it was, it t- I took five in to get through one day of that training. And I was, it was just Ugh. every, every kick was just excruciating pain. pain, pain. Finally, John Whitman's like, I've seen enough. You're good. You know, cause he knew how much it was hurting. And, um, this year later I was going back for level two and guess what? About a month before the test back same symptoms same everything same same everything and i'm like are you kidding me so i went to the doctor and uh, i already told the doctor i says i'm doing this test sure right we'll 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 deal with the consequences later (laughs) so if we're doing surgery if we're doing whatever you know what whatever because i will just deal with the consequences later and and he's like okay because he tried to talk me out of the previous year yeah and i'm like nope we're doing it because he because whitman only would come in once a year to give us our tests so it was kind of like a Kind of like IDS, right? right? If you're not in it, you're waiting a whole nother year for sure. that opportunity again. So I was like, yeah, we're do- no, we're doing it. Same exact symptoms. Same exact. And I was like, okay, here we go again. Went to the doctor and I'm like, you know the deal? And he's like, yeah, I know the deal. I- it's so funny how this worked because he loaded me up with Vicodin again <laughs> up to that point. Every night I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain, <sighs> just in pain, just utter pain with my back. It just hurts so bad. And so we get up there, the Krav instructor test is three days. And so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Friday we get up there and, and I'm paired up with this guy who's probably two sixty. Oh my gosh. You know, and, um, he's a big guy, right? And the other two people were, were smaller girls. So they paired them up and I got the big guy and, uh, and he had a little bit, just a little bit of a control issue, as we all do. Okay. Yeah. And I, I'm like, hey, man, don't I, I'm hurt, right? Don't kick me so hard, right? Oh, okay, okay. And he's just wailing. We're doing, you know, defensive front kicks and ball the foot front kicks, and he's just wailing on me, and I'm just like taking every blow, and every blow is like a nail yeah, going through my ugh. back, and I bam, and it was so bad, and so I kept telling him. Do, he's up. I'm hurt. I'm, oh, okay, okay. He didn't realize it. He was just, uh, uh, yeah. you know, just going. And because uh, you get caught up in the moment, especially with, with John Whitman greeting your test. You oh, know, yeah. You want to show. You want to present. Yeah. And so a lot of times, especially with those earlier levels, you know, we don't have that control. But I went home Friday night. I woke up Saturday and I was like, huh, I didn't wake up with pain. Oh. And the pain was gone. Totally gone. So my hip was out and he kicked it back in. <laughs> and I never went to that second, or that would be that third back surgery. I never went to the third back surgery. Really? <laughs> he, he, I'm sitting here telling him to slow up on kicking me when I should have been like, Hey, kick it harder. Right. Right? Let's get this thing back. in."
1: <laughs> it's not often you go and get hurt and then go into a session and come out feeling better. Yeah. something So that's was a out. blessing. Let's not <laughs> and kick
0: something back in and man, it was good to go. <sighs> and I never went back, but but what I'm saying is every time I go into an instructor training, it seems like, man, something's hurt, whether it's a back yeah. surgery or whether it's whatever. And so training, uh, doing that wrestling, oh, the knee went out. And so then I kind of took a little bit of a break. I said, hey, I'm going yeah, to not so. do anything because we're going to Minnesota to do level two of IDS and and I'm, I'm doing it, right? I, I'm doing it. Um, I had that torn AC in level mm-hmm. one and you were there and I was so mad because todd's like no you can't do this bill and i wanted to do it i wanted to get in there and fight you know you tried to
1: walk out and do it and they had to tell you no. yeah so i got a
0: little mental issue but um anyway <laughs> so uh level two so i i fought through it i fought through it yeah. and came out and it was worse it was hurting so Oof. bad and now I'm, I'm doing some prp and stuff and it's getting better they did some um mris and there's like yeah there's nothing Old, you know you got no cartilage left that's the oh problem.
1: so that's what's happened now. yeah
0: no problem i mean there's nothing broke there's nothing torn everything's intact and i says well man why does it hurt like it does because yeah. it hurt and it's just yeah the cartilage is gone you got bone um, on bones. bone bone bone. i got a slight tear in the cartilage which probably happened um with uh-huh. that with that moment which caused the real pain so we're trying to rebuild that but through this whole process um i haven't been doing anything right i haven't been working out because i'm i'm recovering and recovering the injury, which is which is what we have to do at some point. Have to rest. But you can find yourself in a rut.
1: Yeah. And then not only are in a rut, you start feeling down on yourself. and then Yeah. It gets kind of depressing. Right. Especially when someone who's as active as you suddenly goes from 90 miles an hour to five. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, what, what am I doing with my time? Right. right. And then you start getting those feelings like, well, I'm getting soft mm-hmm. every day that goes by. Mm-hmm. my body wants to get up and do something but I can't right and that's the hardest part is when you know you, you've been able to do all this stuff for so long and then you hit the wall
0: yeah yeah and you get that tailspin effect like you said I didn't realize how much mental um, that relieved that physical yeah. activity just i yeah like you said I was just all agitated and edgy and you know just like I need to do something i need to I need to get this out of me you know but it didn't just stop there because you would think you would think okay you can't physically work so maybe you can work more on your spiritual stuff or maybe you can work on more on your mental stuff well guess what that went out the window too really you know because you slip into that mode Mm -hmm. and now everything just kind of goes to the pot right and it's like even with my my memory training i'm logging into my my hour sessions with with my group there and and they're like well what are you doing i'm like well you know i'm still at the same spot I was three weeks ago because I'm not doing it. And it's just a total deflation right. of, the, of the motivation and everything. So um, I can understand how people get there and, you know, hey, we're, we're all human and we all get there. Mm-hmm. We all... Oh yeah, all... we've all
1: been there. Yeah. So we will be you, there.
0: How do you get out of it? How do you, how do you oh. fix yourself and how do you get back into it? Because like you said, it's 90 miles or nothing for me and, and I'm in no position to go right back to 90 miles because otherwise then I'm going to re-injure I'm going to yeah fight that same injury and be be hurt more so so how do you do it I mean I can share with you what I did and I'll tell you whether it's I'm going to tell you this this is this is self self aha moment right um whether it's physical mental or spiritual or you fill in the blank the true battle is between your ears yeah that's where the battle's at right sure uh, cause here's what would happen, right? Like yesterday I was supposed to do a, um, a leg workout and I'm like, well, I got a little Ugh. ill yesterday, so I didn't end up doing that. But here I am li- literally going, okay, should I do this? This is going to hurt. What if I go too hard? Oh, it's going to be painful, you know, and you sit there and you have this mental struggle of yeah. even just, am I going to do it? And then you end up yeah, not doing it.
1: It's a debate with yourself. You've got two pieces of you that are like, I should, I shouldn't. Well, I can, I can't. Yeah. And that duality. I mean, you, you don't think it exists inside of you until, you know, you start talking. It's always like that old cartoon where you got a little angel on one shoulder and a little right devil on the other, right? And it's this constant talk in your head, the self-talk, mm-hmm. and that's the thing you've got to defeat or accept, you know? Because right. sometimes maybe you do need to rest. Yeah,
0: maybe yeah. you do, and it just seems like we're such creatures of of comfort. That you know, it with the easy route is something that we just it just pulls us right, it's easy, yeah. And diet and all that stuff, it's literally all of it went out the window for me. Mm -hmm. You know, we're a bowl of ice cream every night. Well, I don't eat a bowl of ice cream, I eat a tub,
1: sure, you know, (laughs) because it's easy and it's delicious, it's
0: great, you know. And it's like, well, there's protein in here, I'm pretty sure, you know, hey, milk, dairy, it's good. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's hard, right and um, and the same thing with the the mental and the spiritual and all that. you know, when you actually do the the session, it may be hard, yeah. but it's over and then it's like, yeah, glad I'm glad I did yeah. it. Yeah, And so the true struggle really isn't the actual activity or the event or whatever you're doing. The true struggle is that that before, yeah, the decision to to do it, right? Yeah. And you know I mean. Because I can, I can use this thing as an excuse for a couple of days. Then it becomes a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes a couple of months. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Holy cow!"
1: Then it becomes an excuse for everything.
0: Excuse for everything. Yeah. And I think that's where everybody's at. I mean, have you ever yeah. had somebody? Oh, yeah. And you know, it's like, "Hey, let's go. Let's go for a hike. Or let's go. Oh, I can I've got this crook in my knee or whatever." And it's like, "Your knee's fine." Yeah. But all of a sudden, and they hold on to that.
1: And the fear there, like it's gonna come back. Like after it gets better. Mm. then you get scared to do something else again because you don't want it to come back
0: that's true too. and like
1: nfl players it happens to them all the time you know after a major knee injury a running back either flourishes or flounders yeah and it's because they're afraid to use the knee like they used to yeah so they, they don't know if they're gonna it. blow it out mm-hmm. and then they're thinking about the knee and not the game which you know it's it's a hard right sport but what are you thinking about the the activity you want to do or that injury Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. It scares me because my shoulder, like I have a foot and I've got a really bad neck, right? And I had been using my neck as an excuse for years not to get back into stuff because it it hurts. I mean, I go through a wrestling session with us and somebody puts me in a headlock and Mm -hmm. my whole week is different. Yeah. But there's nothing in there that's really wrong other than it hurts, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to come up, I have to mentally have the mental fortitude to just say, it's going to be okay, just get through it and then rest. And that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah. Have you ever heard of the um, the mindset thing where they talk about if you're in some kind of a horrific accident, right? That that physical, that bodily harm was done at that moment, but then every time you relive it in your mind, your body doesn't know any different, and so you're always staying in that that broken protective kind of mindset Um, I've heard of that before maybe that's kind of plays
1: into yeah it's like your mind becomes afraid of the pain or something that's coming yeah And I'm not a psychologist right I can't speak on it too much I'm only an anthropologist which you know they're both arts so but yeah I've definitely heard of just the opposite like somebody gets hurt and they power their way through it and it's miraculous right Mm -hmm. and there's people who get a minor injury and it just shuts down their whole life Right. And it's because they're afraid of that moment of, oh, no, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. Well, it hasn't happened until you go and try it. Right. Mm-hmm. And if it does injure again, then you need to work on technique or something. But that's the fear that ends up coming up. People just will stop doing something because they know it might hurt them. Right. But they're not sure. Right. They're just they're just giving into that fear. Right. Right. And that's all about trying to overcome the fear after an injury. And they get stuck in the rut. Yeah, and then you're you're like, what do I do? You know, you never get out of that because you're you're trying to climb up the sides of this rut each time, but you find a reason to come back down yeah. to the bottom because I'm afraid it's going to hurt. I'm worried yep. that this is going to go bad, right? And who hasn't been there, right? And I don't know if you've ever driven. I'm sure you have,
0: but uh, driven on an old dirt road or an old trail mm-hmm. where we're talking about the ruts in the road. Oh yeah, and and it takes a lot of effort to get out to to steer up and out of the rut. Mm-hmm. And then it takes even more effort, in my opinion, to make sure you stay out of the rut. Because how easy is it to lose focus and right back into it again? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh man, you know. So you got to get out of the rut, and then you got to work to stay out of it. And that's where kind of that mindset comes in, which I talk about all the time. Because once you're there, it's easy. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're when you're out of the rut, it's hey, don't get in there, don't get in there, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy. And you have all this self-talk and you have these coaches that are like, hey, come on, keep going, keep going, because we're there. Mm. But there's times where we get into the rut too. And then that's what's great about you know, coaches and, and having you know, people to train with and stuff, because in any given time, any one of us can slip into that. Oh, it nobody's, just takes a moment. Yeah, nobody's...
1: Uh, Impervious you know, or uh, right.
0: unstoppable right, vulnerable. Correct. I mean, even like our coach, you know, like John, I mean, he's like, Hey, I'm in a rut. You know, he gets in there too. And, and, you know, there's some people who can pull themselves out of it. And, you know, they once they realize where they're at and that timing is, is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the stronger minded you are, and once you can realize I did that podcast on what do you see mm-hmm. that was so important to the, all of this because we got to look at behind the scenes of everything within our lives and, and, Is it really the knee that's hurting me? Is it? Or is it the mindset of, I'm trying to protect it. I got to go easy. I kind of like this life of comfort. You know, I kind of like it here. Ah, who wants to
1: do that? But then there's that nagging voice. Like, I'm getting soft. Why aren't you doing anything? Yep. Why are you comfortable in the rut? Some people don't even know they're in a rut. They don't even know. Because they're in. that's the lifestyle they've always known. That's it. And I think uh, that's one of the biggest things like, uh, people like John, as a business owner that owns a gym, battles, mm-hmm. right? You're battling people who have been in a rut for so long, they don't want to get out of that comfort. Right. And they have to get uncomfortable to make a change. Right. And it lasts about a day because they go and do something uncomfortable like, oh, this is too much. I don't know how many times I've been right. at an exercise where somebody walks in, looks at the exercise on the, the, the board and walks right out and well, says, yeah. screw that. I'm not doing that today. Yeah. And the part of me is like, well, just come in and do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to work out all the time. I don't want to get my butt kicked by a whole bunch of high level people, but I have to do it because mm-hmm. I'll never improve. I won't get out of the rut that I was in. Correct. And Correct. that's my biggest fear. Right. And
0: the challenge becomes a self battle really yeah. at that point, even looking at that board of that workout going you know, hey, I don't like that. So I'm gonna go home. Well, you you've just defeated
1: yourself. Yeah. You didn't right? even try to put up a battle. Yeah.
0: There's no fight in you. There's no fight. Even if you were to go like, okay, I gotta modify this or I'm gonna use lesser yeah. weights. Yes. Or hey, the board says 50 thrusters at, you know, two twenty 220, two hundred and twenty five pounds or whatever. Obviously, not very many people could do that. No. There are a lot of people that can, but I look at that and go, you know what, I'm gonna shoot for for 10 at 50 pounds. Right. And knock those dudes out, and all of a sudden, hey, maybe I got five more in me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got five more in me, right? The battle is always within ourselves, and that's one of the, the problems with CrossFit. Is is you know we'll pit each other against each other. You know, you're doing fifty at two twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah. And that's the why the ego so jumps many in. Injuries. You bet. Right, right, and um, I mean it's a great sport, but there there it does run that risk. And CrossFit the same way. Probably the same way, right? You get into sparring with somebody and somebody tags you. You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to tag you back. Right, I'm going to show you what I've got. Yeah, and and then it becomes an actual fight
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) versus a training session. Right, because the ego jumps in and everybody wants to win. I don't know how many times we hear that from our teacher.
0: Well, and we even slip into it.
1: Yeah, of course we do. And
0: I bet you if you were to truly ask John, he probably slips into it too and he has to catch
1: himself. Yeah. Right, because there is that knee-jerk reaction. And if somebody goes hard on you, you're... You have to respond in kind because yep. you don't know what they're going to keep doing. Yeah.
0: And so it's, it's, it's all a constant, constant challenge. Yeah. So, um, what do you do when you find yourself there? Because I think that's what we got to look yeah. at here. And we got to answer that question because maybe somebody's listening today and, you know, hey, January 1st, they started a New Year's resolution and here we are, you know down the road yeah. a few months and whatever they were doing
1: is now gone i mean that's a yeah. popular thing right Happens the all the time gyms are full on january and in february march they right. just whoo, tanks and then by the summertime, only your regulars are there because yeah the, you know they've made that choice right and i would say that first
0: and foremost the the battle does start in the mind yeah right and we have to remember what we're doing that's why i'm so big on the hey i'm not working out i'm training right i'm training yeah. i'm training for life i'm training for to to not get old well we're all going to get old but i'm yeah. training for when i get old right sure. so when i fall i can get back up i'm training for heaven forbid that attack that never comes i'm training for something right because we're you never know so in church this week we're starting a new series called the watchman yeah i don't do series teaching i do book by book, I don't do topicals, but I felt like it's, uh, it's, it's an important time right now to tell the church to wake up. So the sure. watchman, sure. what's the watchman's job? The watchman's job isn't to send a warning. The warning's already there, hence that's why the watchman is watching. If there was no warning, there would need to be no watchman Watchmen. looking for anything because there's no, there's no threat. Yeah. So the watchman's job is to say, wake up, they're here. Right? Get everybody organized. Yeah. The watchman on the wall is looking at the horizon going, here they come. Right. The warning was already there. They may come. The so The red watch coats for are them. coming. The red coats are coming. Yeah. Here they come. Here they are. Right. And so we're training for that so that when that moment happens, we're ready to respond, uh-huh. whether it's physical, spiritual, or mentally. Mental. Yeah. Right. Whether it's self-protection, protection of our family, whether it's spiritual protection, spiritual knowledge, whether it's... Um, Hey, I got to remember something, right? Because, because at the end of the day, if you take away everything, what are you left with? They can't take your mind away. No, they can't take away your, your mental training. That's why people are, you know, when people will have to do this one day, an EDC, mm-hmm. uh, what's the biggest, most important EDC and EDC stands for everyday carry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the most important prepper thing you can have? Yeah. It's I mean, your mind. Yeah. It's your learning, right? Cause if they take away everything, you can only, you can only hold on to so much stuff.
1: Yeah, it's only yours if you can keep it.
0: Yeah, and, and that, you know, because you know being in the electrical world, people are like, I need a generator for the end of the world. And that's like, well, what are you going to do when you run out of gas? Well, I'll just run down. No, you're not going to mm-hmm. run anywhere. Because guess what? No... Their electricity ain't running either. That right. pump's not going to pump.
1: And you don't have gas.
0: And you don't have gas. What are you going to do? Oh, well, I'll, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Can you go out in the yard and take two sticks and make a fire? Can you do that? Can you... Right. No one can take that away from you, right? So right. your best asset in any prepping thing That's why I'm so big on the memory, right? And when I say mental training, it's not just memory, but it's also, hey, reading books, right? Mm -hmm. Training mentally of learning how to do things when you don't have X or Y or Z in your hands. That's the Mm -hmm. biggest thing you can have. So it's a mental thing. So I got to always go back to why do I train? Why do I train physically? Okay, for you... For you, um, was it mouth breathers? For your mouth breathers, there it's exercise. <laughs>
1: Call me a mouth breather.
0: <laughs> For everybody else, it's training, um, which is funny because I find myself mouth breathing all the time. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if you train enough, you're always going <laughs> right. right. If, you're, if you're training hard enough, you're you're breathing through your mouth. But anyway, um, you why are you doing this stuff? And you got to remind yourself, okay. I need to get back on my diet because I need to get back into my physical exercise because Mm -hmm. I need to get back into my training, my Bible reading, my prayer, whatever, because, right. And it all goes back to that. What were you created to be? What are your gardens? This all ties together, Josh. I I, I hope people are starting to figure this out because one day it's going to be like, Oh,
1: Hey, it all makes sense. He's just not making this up.
0: Yeah, and, and maybe I'm not the best at presenting a how it comes together, but there's going to be a day where you're going to go, oh, and really, what is a teacher? A teacher just leaves the student on the path of self-discovery. Yeah, because the teacher's
1: busy learning at the same time. Yeah. The best teachers are the best learners. Correct,
0: correct. And I because I can't actually take something and put it inside of you, all I can do is take you along the path until mm. you go, oh, I get it. Right. Right, I get it. And so now we're looking back going, okay, man, all right, I'm in I'm in a rut. I'm in a rut. Yeah. So what can I do? What can I do? I've got a hurt knee, okay? You know what? Nothing hurts up here, Josh.
1: Yeah. My upper, upper body is just
0: fine. And so I'm sitting there on the couch. That going, other leg's good oh, too. Oh, my knee, my knee, my knee. And it's like, well, hey, why don't you go down and, and just hit the bag? Why don't you go down and, and you know.
1: Cardio it up somewhere. Something, right? Yeah.
0: You don't always have to use your legs, right? Running or squatting or jumping. You can just stand there and do a, Boxing round on your bag. You know, uh, I even got out of training IDS. Did you know that? I wasn't even doing the warm up every day.
1: Man, that's the easiest one. I mean, that, yeah. That's you one can the sit on your ones. butt and couch yeah. and do that. Yeah. You could, you, I, I, Todd Fossey, the guy who taught us, he had a back surgery and he was lying in bed just shooting straight up. Yeah. I, yeah. It was in a rut. The, so, how do you identify that rut? That's the other thing is how do people identify they're in a rut? I mean, what kind of tools do we give them to say, or at least help them identify that they're in it, right? Because people may not even know. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people don't even know they're in a rut because right. that's just life. Right. It's what they get into and they're stuck and they don't even know that. I don't know if I call it a problem, but there is a problem there if you're not getting up motivated. So, how do they identify? Well, one thing is they got to watch who they're hanging around, right? Oh, okay. and growing up, I always said to my
0: kids, you hang out with coconuts, you become a coconut. Mm-hmm right? And so that's one of the problems is your sphere, your influence. And so if I get into that position of, Hey, I'm, I'm hanging out with people that are in the same
1: rut as me, that becomes very hard, that wake up call. Yeah. Cause now you've got a reinforcement of a rut. You've got others saying it's okay to be where you're at.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think at that moment of, Hey, I can't do this. I can't go on this hike. I can't go on this run, run, uh, run. I can't get to my workout class, I can't, whatever. And then before that excuse comes in, you you gotta say, hey, wait a minute, why? Mm -hmm. Why can't I? Oh, but my knee hurts. Okay, well you can go and hit the bag. You can do something. You can do something, right? And that's where I say the battle is here in your head.
1: Yes versus no, I can versus I can't.
0: Correct, correct, yep. And even like with, with the B3 bands, Right, mm-hmm. that's one of the big things with the B three bands, the blood the blood flow restriction bands, is it's super light on the joints, yeah. And it you can go super light. I did a workout on let's um, say Wednesday. I did a workout on Monday. Okay, yeah. just an upper body workout with ten pound dumbbells, and I destroyed my arms so much that I could hardly lift them up okay. with ten pounds, and I did that in twelve minutes. Sure. It's the beauty of those bands. Because too. I use the science yeah. of the bands, but listen, 10 pounds, right? I mean, and then you know, Heidi can come down and do them with eights or fives, or you know, even if you're really in trouble, nothing. Right. Right. you just you just air, air curling with that squeeze at the top. It will destroy you. And it's good for you. Destroy you. Yeah. And then you get the whole um the whole release of the, the nitrates and, mm-hmm. and all that. I'll tell you what, here's a crazy thing it's kind of like the coal plunge. And it's kind of like the, the, the five-gallon bucket. So my, my chiller's broke. I had to send uh-huh. it back for repair. So gotten into the rut of not doing the cold That's, plunge, yeah. right? Because it's broken. But guess what? I still have a cold spigot. Yeah, you've still got a tub out there. <laughs> still got whatever in there. So I fill up the, the five-gallon bucket of cold water. At the end of my shower, I dump it over me, right? It's, a, it's, a cold, it's called dousing. And so I douse myself. And it's like I even got out of the habit of that. But it's, and, and I tell you, it's a mental... Battle picking that bucket up, a little splash on your chest. You're like, it's oh, like oh, it's cold. Oh, this is gonna be bad. And, this is, and then you start pouring it, and you're like, <sighs> You're just, you know, and it gets on your mouth, and you're like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You know, and then you, you get over the top of your head and the back of your neck, and then you set it down, and then it's like, You feel like a million bucks. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, man. And that feeling lasts much longer than the 10 seconds of anticipation dying. That. Yeah. you know which you're really not dying yeah you right you'd take a lot more than that correct and so um the thing with the bands right i do a three minute thing in the morning where uh just 30 curls 30 all doing a wall sit and it it's it burns it hurts and mm-hmm. it's three minutes mm-hmm. you take them off and i'm telling you what it feels like you just drank six energy drinks you drink six i mean you feel like a million bucks Mm -hmm. and so what you do is you catch that wave right Mm -hmm. you got to get into it one time Mm -hmm. you gotta at some point do that mental battle of recognizing where you're at stopping the excuse you got to shut them excuses up you got to silence it and you gotta go okay i'm gonna do something Mm -hmm. and then you ride that momentum yeah and you ride that momentum and then the next day you wake up and you're like oh i don't feel so good i'm tired my knee hurts oh whatever Stop that and remember the wave. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the, the endorphins. Remember the feeling that you had afterwards. Yeah. And you chase that and you're like, okay, good. All right, I'm gonna go do that because that, I know what it feels like, right? And then as that bucket comes up, it's like, oh, this is gonna be cold, this is gonna be horrible, but I remember how well I feel afterwards. And you go for it. Right. And I think that's the start of it. That and you gotta surround yourself with that, that better community. So remember that you hang out with coconut, you become a coconut. Right You cannot right, quiet and silence your friends. No. You need those people like you going, "Hey, where' you at?" Right, You know, the people that, that I was running with Rob and, and Jeff were like, "Hey, where' you at?" Right? We're counting on you, Bill. Oh man, You're counting on me.
1: I will show up for somebody before
0: I'll show up for myself.
1: Yeah. And so which is strange, though, which right? is strange, right? Yeah. Because you're your most important person that you need know, to take care of but it goes back to us being just good you know humans are are good or for the most part good
0: because we always want to help right and, and that's how i want to train people and i want to get them you know ready to roll and uh and that's it so um hey we'll continue this conversation here in a second but let's hear a word from our sponsor
1: are you tired of dealing with unreliable heating and electrical services Well, look no further, Arc Electric Heating and Cooling is here to provide you with the best service in Colorado. Our highly trained technicians use state-of-the-art technology to ensure that your heating, cooling and electrical systems are running smoothly. And with our commitment to affordability, you can trust that you'll get the best value for your money. We service the Denver Metro, Castle Rock, Castle Pines, Littleton, Centennial, Highlands Ranch and Parker areas. So why wait? Call Arc Electric Heating and Cooling today and experience the peace of mind that comes with knowing that your heating, electric, and cooling systems are in good hands. Call us today at 303-656-3689. That's 303-656-3689. Arc Electric Heating and Cooling, where comfort and safety comes first. Are you tired of using the same old workout equipment? Well, it's time to switch it up and try something new. Introducing B3 BFR Bands, the revolutionary way to maximize your workout potential. With B3 BFR Bands, you will experience increased muscle activation with quicker time to fatigue and a natural release of human growth hormone. These bands are easy to use and can be incorporated into any workout routine. So what are you waiting for? Take your workouts to the next level with B3 BFR Bands. Order now by clicking on the link below. B3 BFR Bands, the future of fitness.
0: All right, so um, what what have you done? Tell me how you've shared, because I tell you, Some people are like, oh, but that's you, Bill, because I do have, my kids call it the daddy brain. They're like, you got the daddy brain, right? And I've just always fought through it, but I got to tell you, it's not easy. It's not easy for any of us. No,
1: no. uh, I remember struggling with trying to just get out and do something. I just got, the last place I had been working had sucked me in. It was a soul-sucking job, and it had caused so much stress and anxiety in me that, there was nothing but the job, and I was putting everything else in my life aside. Mm. You know, I was trying to work out in the mornings. It wouldn't happen, but it, I could blame the job. It was me, but it, there was a lot of stress there, and I just didn't get out. Uh, once I was separated from that job, I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, what, have, what, have I, what am I doing? I'm looking around thinking, I can sit here and hang out on the internet all day, yeah, play this video game or something, but I'm not doing anything with myself. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had nothing that I was accomplishing accomplishing i wasn't doing anything i didn't have anybody to hang out with it was the other thing my my cat was my best friend at the time And i didn't have peers to try to become coconuts with right you were becoming a cat i was becoming a cat <laughs> just sitting at home on a pillow i mean the cat's just a moving pillow
0: that's <laughs> right. all they
1: are and that's all i was becoming so started making some calls to some jujitsu gyms and stuff like that and they were all giving me the speeches and i just wouldn't go i mean mm-hmm. i'm like oh, i'll just stay here I go? I don't need to go do it. I'll just find something here to do because uh, I'll get skilled enough on my own, which right. is another like total lie to yourself. That's a lie. You won't be able to get all skilled. On... It's less than 1% of the people that actually be able to do something and mm-hmm. learn from a book It can happen, but the rest of us, it won't. And then um, finally I got a call from John over at Rocky Mountain self-defense and he's like, just come in. He's like, I'm not going to give you speeches. Just come in. I walked in the door and finally I felt like I was up and doing something. Yeah. You know, that's what it was. And there was this, you know, it's always like that light, but it was that feeling of like some joy came back that I was hanging out with people and doing something that had real merit, you know, it was making me feel good. I was sleeping better after exercise. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that if you got a bad sleep schedule, try some exercise in the middle of the day. You'll be surprised how tired you get at the end of the yeah. year. Yeah. yeah like, person- like a baby that
0: I that I listened to and, and he says, you got to earn your sleep, right? Yeah. Do so much during
1: the day that you earned going to sleep. Yeah. yeah, That's always a good way to think of it too. And it doesn't, you know, a lot of, how many people out there take sleep aids? And it's like right. the best sleep aid out there is just 30 minutes of walking. If you really wanted to. Yeah. In the evening, you know, make 30 minutes. Tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make yourself tired. And mm-hmm. that, that that's where I was at. And it was just, I was just in a kind of a bad place. I was, I had kind of, I was shutting myself off from the world. There was also some crazy things where I was trying not to go outside a lot because crazy people were coming after me, and mm-hmm. you know I was afraid to even go outside. But right? I, I, it's like I can't live like that. Right? I'll just end up dying an early death. You know? Yeah, you're not living with what you you're not yeah. being what you were created to be, be. Yeah, I'm not right? Right. just some guy that stares at the computer all day and lives mm-hmm. vicariously through other people. You know, I wanted to go out and do something, and then. All the opportunity. so the side effect was all these opportunities that opened up just from going there. I'd always been a shooter. I mean, I've got thousands of hours in of shoot time. That is the one thing that I've done a ton of, mm-hmm. you know, like rifles or pistols, whatever you name it. I am a pretty darn good shot. I'm pretty fast out of the holster and all that stuff, but I didn't have any real fight skills. And the skills I did had had diminished for 20 years. Like They yeah. disappear if you're not using it. Right. That was the other thing that bugged me. I was trying to go through all my old Kung Fu styles, and I couldn't remember a single one. Mm. You know, I used to have some of the monkey stuff down, the mantis, eagle claw, like all the, the the forms that they would have you do in Kung Fu. I used to have them all memorized. The Tai Chi forms were all memorized, and couldn't get through the first couple of moves on all of them. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what have I become? And I was just some couch potato that was just gaining weight. Mm-hmm. You know, that was depressing in itself. So it was like this another layer of of bad emotions that hit me. It's like, oh, my gosh. And I I was starting to sink a little further. But as soon as I started finding a community of people who were just like, who cares? Just get up. Right. I don't care if you come in and half-ass this workout. A half-assed workout is better than no workout at all. It's something. Yeah. Right. You got up. Yeah. And I felt better, like the endorphins. Just show up. Just show up. showing
0: up is the battle
1: yeah that's that's (laughs) 99 of showing up for whatever it is that you want to do whether it be your job your education Mm -hmm. your lifestyle your 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 exercise you know i get my butt kicked all the time by high level people but i keep showing up because the more i keep going the more i will learn right right and it will be a faster level of learning because i'm surrounding myself with better people right right and i don't let that ego get in the way all you're going to do is beat me up no you're going to show me the things i'm missing Mm-hmm. And then I get to practice against you guys, who are just high skill individuals. Right? Yeah, it's it's um, that's the other thing. You know, they they say,
0: are you trying to, you know, the analogy is the barstool rider. Hey, I'm going to the bar. I'm going to pick people up, and like that never happens. They always pull you down. Yeah. Right. And so if you can surround yourself with people who are at that higher level, then then you are climbing up to them. Yeah. Right. It's not like all of us who are higher level are going to stoop down to you. Right. Cause that's just not going to happen right. because it there's won't. so many of us. Yeah. Right. But, um, but as Todd has told us, you know, 30% at your level, 30% higher than you, 30% lower than you, uh, or 20% or whatever yeah. it is. And then that 10% or that 1%, yep. you're going for the, you're, you're working with the elite. Yeah. top right? tier. Yeah. That's how the MMA people do it. And there's yeah. really something to that. And I've been incorporating that with my, my grove classes. It's like, Hey, let's just go really slow, really slow and smooth. And you know, it doesn't always have to be a fight. Right. And the results are those people who are coming into my class in the mornings are, um, man, they're,
1: they're, they're looking better. Yeah. Learning is done slow. Right. I mean, figuring that stuff out is really what it's all about.
0: Right. But they just got to show up. Like, can you imagine all that effort to get, get up early, Get myself ready, jump in the car, drive to the gym to look at the board, go, yeah, I'm gonna go home. That you're you're already there. Yeah. And that's <laughs> just
1: not me. Cause once I decide that I get up and go, I just go. Then you go. Right. Yeah. And that's the hardest battle is that get up and go. Right, right. And that's where I would always find myself getting stuck. Get up and go. Uh, let's 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 hit the, Amazon Prime and watch the old X the Files. The sheet
0: monster just yeah. grabs
1: you and holds you. <laughs> or I think I'm tired, when I'm not. Yeah. Right. Is that? I didn't realize that what you know what tired is until you you mm-hmm. really commit to a a martial art or a discipline or anything like that and put in real gym time. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, between... and then I sleep like a baby. Yeah. No, no sleep aids whatsoever. Nothing. I mean, I find myself dozing off. And I'm like, well, I was never in that place be- before.
0: Yeah, because you're using those. Right. Under- so the world wants to lie to you. And the world says, hey, it's okay. You yeah. know, you're know, you the average American. Right. You're just like everybody else They're just going to body
1: shame you? You're it's okay. okay. You're okay. You're good. Just stay here in front of this you're magical good. TV box and consume yep. our advertisements and shows. Right. And that's what the world wants to do. That's what the government wants to do.
0: That's what the enemy, spiritually speaking, wants yeah. to do. And that's what being the watchman on the wall going, no. Right. No, that person's here. That objective is, that enemy is here. He's trying to take me down and I'm not going to let him. You're
1: your own watchman. You're on your own wall. Saying, Correct. You need to do this because if you don't, we are all going to lose. And you need to recognize it. Yeah. Right. You it need me to a recognize. Took time. And, and that goes back to that
0: garden. Yeah. Right. You were created to be. That's the first thing Adam had to do was to tend and to keep the garden. Once you define <laughs> your gardens... That's your mission in life. That's yeah. it. And that's why you get up in the morning. Or that's why you do what you do. That's why you go do how many ever reps. Or that's why you spend time in your Bible and you memorize verses. And that's why you learn new things. And that's why you work on this stuff. Because that's tending your garden. If you don't, it's going to be filled with weeds. And and you're going
1: to be going, standing back going, how did I lose that? Right? It slipped through my hands. You know, if I had known this, that kind of... Um... Uh, analogy when i was in my 20s life would have been a lot different sure because i you know i was so busy trying to be something that i wasn't that it just kept blinding me like i, I was it was in a paint business right it was making great money
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was a trade there's nobility in trade but the young in me was like i just can't paint houses for the rest of my life i have to do something more right but did i get up and try to make that stuff happen didn't happen until I left the lifestyle I was living, the people that I was surrounded with from my youth. That, A lot of them always ask me, Why did you just get up and leave us all? And it's like, well, I had to. All of you, uh, two of my friends had died from drug overdoses, yeah. alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, I had surrounded myself with people that were on the way down. And I, I completely just removed myself from their lifestyle. I left my hometown. Yeah. I just had to go. And that's hard. Voice. It was the hardest thing I ever did. It's the hardest thing, but it was the best thing. So th- saved my life. It saved everything about me. It made the person I am today. So we have to understand, Josh, yeah. that getting out of the rut is what hard, hard,
0: hard decision takes effort, takes the want to, yeah. right? You have to do it, and you—that's the thing. You're going to say, "Okay, that's the hill, and I'm going to take that hill." Right. And yes, I understand it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard but I'm going to do it yeah. and nothing's going to stop me.
1: And don't rest along the way. Just keep going. You're going to get tired. You may slow down one step at a time, right? If you have to drag yourself up it, if you can't crawl, if it's inches, then it's inches. And if you adopt that mindset, you're going to be top 10% of the world. Sure. Nothing will stop you. Whatever you decide that you want to do, you'll be able to accomplish. Correct. Correct. When
0: you look at some of the most high level elite, players in whatever sport mm-hmm. you think of, like, Larry Bird or even oh, yeah. Michael Jordan and all this stuff, right? Um, George Foreman. We just watched that movie, George did Foreman, you? this weekend. was a good Great movie. Awesome. Great movie. It. It's going out of the theater, so if you're going to go see it, in the ther- it's yeah. incredible. But you know what? They weren't necessarily... They did have talent, okay? Sure. Obviously. Of course. But they weren't necessarily, like, this super power person no, that did people. They worked. They worked hard. They, they in their mind, said, nobody's going to beat me. Yeah. I'm going to outwork everybody here. And we like to say that, right? I say that to myself all the time. I'm going to go to CROB. I'm going I'm to outwork everybody there. But so, it's
1: so hard because there's yeah. always somebody in that gym outworking you. Yeah. There's somebody there outworking Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Younger, older, doesn't matter. Then there's that. somebody out there getting, that's better than me. And I, I'm comfortable with that now. Yeah. That was the thing that kept me out of a lot of martial arts stuff is that, you know, I'll look like a fool and it's like, just go and learn. Yeah, but you gotta run your race. Yeah. Just right? go learn.
0: That's what Paul says in, in in Corinthians, you gotta run your race. You're in a race and I'm in a race. We're not a racing against each other. Right, right. We're running our own race. Right. And we run in such a way that we will attain the goal, that we will finish. Right. Right. Sometimes that's fast, sometimes that's slow. But the idea is, is I will run in a way to finish the race. Mm -hmm. We have to have that mindset. And sometimes we need a little bit of an adjustment. So that's how you get out of the rut. You gotta define what your purpose is. You gotta define your gardens, right? You gotta remember your training, Mm -hmm. right? Because even though the enemy isn't approaching on the horizon right now. They could be. They could be. Are you ready, right? The Mm -hmm. Bible says, Jesus says, hey, don't let this overcome you like a thief in the night. Mm -hmm. The thief in the night is, the person that's overcome by the thief is unexpected, unalert, right? Not prepared. Mm -hmm. You gotta be ready. Nothing should surprise you, right? You Mm -hmm. should be like, hmm, maybe I didn't see it that way, but okay, sure.' here we go. And then once you get in that rut, you gotta recognize it, you gotta remember Okay, I'm training for this. And then you got to take that first step and show up. And sometimes this happens.
1: This happens every day. It happens on all, like Throughout any decision day. that you make. Throughout the day. Right? Right. Yeah. Even with chores, right? Correct. Even your 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 job, your, your spiritual yep. life, your family, right. like you're, you're with your spouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, if you get into that rut of just being in that rut. Right. Your your marriage can decline. Mm-hmm. People wonder why, where their marriage went. And it's like, well, you got stuck in something. You're stuck in something.
0: Yeah. And, and now some people in church, we always talk about the teeter-totter. Yeah. Very rarely do you see a teeter-totter balanced. Yeah. right. It's either one side's up or the other side's up. And so we go to that extreme. And so we take what we're hearing and we're like, okay, everything I'm going to do is all boom. Right. And then you, they fail to rest. Mm-hmm. And then injury happens. And sure. then you're forced to rest. So you gotta, Once somebody once told me, he says, as hard as you train, you need to recover with that same intensity, if not mm-hmm. more. So you gotta focus on the intensity, you gotta focus on the recovery. So, you know, I'm not saying there's not downtime, right? Sure. When you're sitting there with your wife and you're like, hey, we just wanna sit here and watch this show. That's not necessarily unproductive because that's, that's doing your part, right? Because for me, I'm always like, go, 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 go. Hey, I'm looking at this. Really? I should be looking at that. I should be looking at this. I should be reading my Bible. I should be researching this. I should be studying. And it's like, you know, yeah, you have that mental battle and you can't always go. Sometimes it's got to be like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to shut her down and just
1: right. going to rest. I've earned and, this rest. you got to watch the TV.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do whatever. Right. So now you can, that's another thing. We haven't talked about yet, but I was, having, I was having major pains in my stomach, in my lower stomach, in my groin area, and it was bad. And From so the knee? No, this is all at the same time, right? So oh, I got goodness. the knee going on, yeah. and I got these pains going on, and so I go in. They do an ultrasound because they think, well, maybe my maybe I have a hernia. Sure. Maybe I, my lymph nodes are swollen. There's something going on. Guess what? Nothing wrong. And I'm like. What the heck? Where's this pain coming from? So I'm talking with my my doctor this morning. Yeah. And I'm just, I says, hey, do you think that I'm not getting enough water? And I'm sitting in my sauna every night for 20 minutes. Oof. Do you think I'm really would being dehydrated really cause issue down there? And they're like, yes, yeah. especially like in a sauna because now you got all these salts and things. Yeah. In your lower intestines and they're hurting. Right. And I'm like, so you can you can be the extreme on the recovery side too. Yeah. And I've dehydrated myself and that's where that pain is coming from. Not, I mean, it's such a
1: hard thing. It's so hard finding yeah. a balance with all this stuff. But when right? you do, it's beautiful though. Yeah, when you find when it. When you in. do, when it's there. But it's a constant struggle. Yeah.
0: Heidi's like, let's go to the song. And I'm like, I, I intuitively, it's weird. Here's what's happening weird. Intuitively, I was like, no, I think I'm going to skip tonight. No, I'm going to skip tonight. I just don't feel like it tonight. Intuitively, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, I need more water. I need more water. And then today I put it all together. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's probably where that
1: pain. And then the doctor's like, yeah. Drink some water. Absolutely. Get out of the sauna. Stop going in there every night. you're dehydrating yourself right before bed. Yeah. Which is an eight-hour period where you don't drink anything at all.
0: No wonder you got pain.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Oh. And you didn't even realize it. That's the thing. You were going through all the things that you thought were working right for you. I thought
0: this was great for recovery, right? Muscle recovery, all the good science with it, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't getting the water in and I was actually doing more harm in my
1: recovery efforts. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's such a hard balance. I know. And you have to be smart about it because if not, you end up putting yourself in bad positions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Other physiological stuff happens and as we age, it just compounds. It's easy to get over that stuff when you're, you know, 15 and 20 and 25 and 30 and 35. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You get up the next day and you're like, I can do this again. You get past 40 like I am. And it's like, oh my gosh, I have to rest. And like, if we do the wrestling, I generally have to rest afterwards because there's a lot of that goes Mm -hmm. on. I mean, and we're, we're fighting with each other in some pretty intense ways sometimes. Right.
0: Right. And you're using muscles
1: that you're not used to. You're
0: using ligaments and tendons that you're not used to. Yeah. right those joints need all that protection and and strengthening which is where the isometric and the b3 bands are they're really good yeah. with it you know um they really help and again it's not always hey how much weight can you throw over your head it's like yeah A certain point where that just becomes unproductive yeah you know for people like us because i just want to be able to move be able to defend myself i want not be able to pull myself up out of yeah. something or you know, jump over something, get up off the ground, get up off the ground. It's the one thing that
1: kills you when you get older is people yeah. fall and they can't get up. It's like that commercial, but it's real. It's yeah. so real. It's real. So real. So as we come to a close here, Josh,
0: I mean, Hey, we got the other podcast which mm-hmm. talks about these other focuses, but one thing we need to do is define our gardens yeah. and, and, and what are they right? And then train, we're training. That's our new mindset is we're training. We're training. Cause it's easy to quit exercise. Oh, yeah. It's easy to say, you know, ah, it's an exercise. It's a workout. Ah, I'm going to skip today, right? But I'm training with purpose, and it becomes a little harder because there's accountability with that. Your accountability yeah. is your garden. Oof. Whatever that garden is, your accountability mm-hmm. is your garden. And you know what? I think a lot of us, even looking back in our life, it's like we, we have regret, right? Oh, yeah. And, and that's, you know, I mean, you are who you are today because of the decisions you made then, but that same thing happens for today. So the decisions I make today will make me who I am tomorrow,
1: Tomorrow.
0: right? So if I I start this stuff right now, then that's gonna be a better version of me down the road. I'm not down the road looking back going, I should've started. Sure. Right, and so you train with purpose, you define that purpose, and you get in there, and you do something, because we don't wanna be caught with regret. Yeah. The watchman saying, here they are, and you're like, oh, it's like the thief of the knife. Oh, man. They stole me blind. I didn't realize it. I can do nothing now. I can do nothing. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Right. I always say it's so hard to get into shape, but boy, is it easy to get out of shape. It happens so fast. It only takes about 72 hours before your body starts saying, all right. All right. Ice cream. Nice. (laughs) I like soda. It's (laughs) delicious. Right.
0: Right. Cool. All right, Joshua, we'll pick this back up, and next week, I think we'll talk about some more... Uh, in-time stuff and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I've got that. some
1: questions for you that I'm going to throw up because I want your your take on it and I need some some questions answered, right? I mean, that's why we're here. If I've got questions, I'm sure other people do too.
0: Yeah, awesome. And I'm sure we're going to step on some toes. So in the meantime, go buy yourself some steel toe shoes and have them on for the next episode. Until then, what are you created to be? I'm your host, Bill Anderson, and we'll see you next time.